Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Be A Better You podcast. I am your host, Allison K. Dagny. I am a emotional empowerment coach, and I am a survivor and thriver of more than 20 years of emotional abuse, and I am here to help you up-level your life and be a better you, to be the best version of you that you can, that will help you in your relationships, it will help you create more success for your life and more happiness and joy in all different types of ways. So today, what I wanna talk about is this idea of self-sabotage to help you figure out what could be possibly in the way that's creating self-sabotage for you, that's keeping you from your dreams, that's keeping you from being the best version of you. So every time that I come on here, I really want to give you actionable steps, tools, tips, techniques, something that you can take away from each one of these episodes. So I had someone in a Facebook group that I have um, mentioned this is something that she struggled with. And so I really wanted to address this because I have also experienced this. And I wanna talk about the different types of self-sabotage that can be present and how we can overcome that. So, you know, when we are trying to be a better version of ourselves and we're trying to level up in different aspects of our lives, we really do need to take a look at self-sabotage because it's one of those things that we don't always recognize that's happening, especially if it's a habit or something that's been um, kind of happening without conscious awareness. So I experienced this myself. So I'm going to share a quick story about how this presented itself to me. And, and like I said, there's many, many ways that self-sabotage can come up. So I'm going to talk about some of those so that you understand fully what this might look like. You know, a lot of times we hear all oh, self-sabotage, but I want to be really clear about what that is, what those look like, what um, self-sabotage actually is, and all of that. But I just want to give you a quick example of my personal life first. So as a survivor of emotional abuse, one of my... Um, probably conditioned behaviors from that abusive relationship was working really, really hard. And I think this probably was ingrained in me from childhood as well. But um, a lot of people would say, well, hard work is a good trait, right? It's something positive, right? It's not necessarily a bad thing. But this was actually showing up in my life as a form of self-sabotage because what was happening was in my relationship with my abuser, I was constantly trying to reach the next level. I was constantly trying to reach his approval and um, you know, reach these unreasonable or unreachable expectations that he had. And so I just did more and more and more and more. I tried harder, I did more, I tried to get ahead of things before um, it would result in sort of an explosion or an upsetness on his part. Um, and so when I was doing this, I think it probably just became a habit for me. <clears throat> now, after I escaped the relationship, I noticed that this was still happening, right? And even though I wasn't in the relationship with him, it was showing up in other relationships and just in my general life. Like I would just constantly be working, constantly trying to fill any gaps with, you know, hard work and just busyness. So I was doing, 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 doing without any rest, without hardly any breaks, without any time for me. 
And this is actually a form of self-sabotage. So when you are doing something so many times or putting in so much effort or so much energy and staying so busy, you're actually setting yourself up for self-sabotage. Now, I'm not saying like in general terms, if you're just a hard worker, I'm saying this as a trauma adaptation for me was showing up as self-sabotage because what it was leading to was being overworked, being overtired and burning out. When you don't give yourself rest, when you don't give yourself breaks, when you just go, go, go without any stopping points, without any recharge, right? You go from you know six in the morning to 10 at night and you collapse and you go to sleep and you start all over again the next day. Eventually, you're gonna run out of gas. Eventually, you're gonna su- your, your body's gonna suffer, your brain is gonna suffer, your relationships are gonna suffer. Everything is going to suffer. And that's what was happening to me. So I was, you know, shortly after escaping, doing this same pattern of behavior as what I did in the relationship. And what was happening was I was sabotaging myself because I was overworking myself and because I was becoming burnt out. When you do this, you can't continue to be productive. You can't continue to be successful and um, create positive output. And that's what was happening to me. Now, I believe that the reason this was happening was coming from a subconscious level, right? Because we're always gonna come back to that. On this podcast, I always talk about the subconscious mind. And so the driver probably somewhere in my subconscious was that I need to do more, be more, be better. all the all these kinds of like extra things that I needed to do to fill myself up to feel good enough and to feel worthy. But the problem was by doing that and not actually giving myself the space and the time and the relaxation and the rest that I truly deserved, it was like I was punishing myself. I was forcing myself to do all of these things instead of stepping in and saying, hey, you deserve a break. I love you. You deserve to rest. You've done enough. You don't have to keep doing this. So it was like almost like I was stepping in the role of what my abuser was doing to me. And I was doing the same things to myself. So I was ultimately putting myself back in that prison and sabotaging my own abilities and my own um, you know, productivity because I would burn out. Okay, so let's talk about self-sabotage just in general terms, right? So really self-sabotage is just a trauma adaptation. It's something that we do to avoid feeling a certain type of way. And typically it's like to avoid um, maybe feeling low self-worth, to avoid um, feeling um, like that we can't succeed or like fear of failure, things like that. So it's not something that we consciously are aware of. Typically, it's something that happens in the subconscious realm of our mind. So one way that this can show up is in uh, low self-esteem, right? So if you have feelings of unworthiness um, or that you feel like you're unworthy of being happy or that you're unworthy of being loved or that you're unworthy of success, right, then self-sabotage comes into play because if you truly believe that on a deep subconscious level then why would your brain allow you to receive it right so self-sabotage comes in and says well you don't believe that you deserve it so we gotta sabotage this right even if you were heading in that direction even if let's say you were in a good healthy relationship and you're like oh i really like this person their ideal like check all the boxes 
you might come in and self-sabotage because if you truly don't believe that you're worthy of that love, then your brain needs to prove that you're right. It needs to come in and say, no, you're right. I don't deserve this. So I need to find a way to sabotage it. Um, again, this isn't on a typical conscious awareness level. It's something that's happening below the surface. Um, the other reason this could show up could be learned behaviors, right? So like in childhood. So let's say that um, you feel like you won't get something. So you might as well, you know, not even try to get it, right? So let's say that you believe in as a child that you're not smart enough to get an A on a test. So maybe people have told you this, maybe for, for some reason your programming from childhood has led you to believe that you're not smart enough to get an A. So maybe you procrastinate and maybe you don't study and you know you really end up creating sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy to self-sabotage. Another way that this could present would be just as a general fear of success. So you might sabotage any opportunities for success. So don't even try it just so you don't even have to find out if you're capable of it. And this happens to a lot of people. They feel afraid that they could be successful, what that would mean. So I'm not even going to try because I'm afraid of what that success actually looks like or what it might feel like or any other subconscious beliefs about if you deserve it or um, what people might think about you or anything like that. So you, your brain just comes in and finds ways to sabotage that so that it can become what you have been thinking about on a subconscious level. So the big thing to know here is that people self-sabotage to avoid blame for failure, right? So for instance, if you sabotage your chances at success or love or happiness, et cetera, right? Then it's not a true failure in your mind and your self-esteem really doesn't have to take a hit. So how could this look, right? And, and the first thing I wanna say before I get into how it might look is that not all signs of self-sabotage, the ones that I'm gonna mention here, not all signs of self-sabotage um, actually are um, self-sabotage, but they could lead to self-sabotage, right? So just because you might notice these behaviors in yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you're self-sabotaging, right? It could just be a behavior that you notice occasionally in yourself. It doesn't mean that you're always self-sabotaging. When these things become chronic or they, be, they become consistent behaviors, then it's time to just take a look at those. So let's think of one that maybe a lot of people recognize, which would be like picking fights, right? So this could come up in different relationships, in romantic relationships, in friendships, in family relationships. And here's the thing. You know, conflict is normal in relationships, but are you the one that's always initiating the conflict, right? So pay attention to that because if you're the one that's constantly um, picking fights or engaging in conflict with other people, then maybe that's something to pay attention to. Maybe some sort of self-sabotage is coming up for you in relationships, do you feel that you deserve healthy relationships? And maybe looking around at the relationships that you're in, do they have an element of health? Are they good relationships? And if they are, do you feel worthy of those relationships? And if you don't feel worthy of those relationships, do you find yourself engaging in behaviors like picking fights that could potentially start creating more conflict to sabotage those relationships, right? Because it ends up being a self-fulfilling 
fulfilling prophecy. If you don't believe that you deserve those relationships, if you don't believe that you deserve healthy, um, you know, communication or that you deserve to be loved or whatever, like you insert it. If you don't believe that on a deep subconscious level, then your brain wants to be right. So it's going to step in and it's going to attempt to help you make that the reality, right? Well, you don't believe you deserve it. So let's create a fight and let's, you know, have a big argument and a falling out and we just won't be friends anymore or we just won't be in a relationship anymore, right? So it's important to know what your patterns are. And again, not just to say like, because obviously there's conflict in all relationships, but if it's a pattern that you see in yourself that you're the one that's constantly doing that, then that's just something to be aware of. Another way that this um, shows up is procrastination. So, you know, procrastination is different for different people, but it can also be a sign of self-sabotage, again, if it's a consistent or chronic type of thing, right? So self-sabotage could be just denying yourself an opportunity at success, right? That is all that that would be for self-sabotage to occur when it comes to procrastination. So if you're somebody who knows you have to do something and there's a deadline coming up in a week and you just put it off and put it off and put it off and put it off until like the night before and you're like, oh, and you either never get around to it or you didn't prepare well enough and you didn't do um, a great job at it, right? That is a form of self-sabotage because you had plenty of time to do it but maybe there was a fear of success or there was a fear of failure, right? So it could be either one. It could be, well, I'm afraid I'm going to fail, so I'm just going to put it off anyway. And then I don't have to worry about it because I was like, well, I didn't really put all the time into it. Oh, I didn't really actually work as hard as I could have, right? If I had spent all that time, yes, I would have succeeded. Yes, it would have been great, right? But you avoid that completely with procrastination, insert self-sabotage. There's a lot of other ways that this can come up. A couple of them I'm just going to touch on would be like perfectionism. And again, like I said, overworking yourself the way that I was doing. Um, being overly critical of yourself is one. And even like giving up before trying where somebody will say like, you know, maybe they just they want to try something new and they just do it once or twice and they're like, give up, right? Because it's like, why should I even try? I'm just gonna fail anyway, right? So you avoid that failure by not even trying. So again, these aren't just things that happen one time here or there. These would be patterns of behavior. So if you notice that some of these things come up for you as patterns of behavior, it would be important to pay attention to that for yourself so that you can start to work on that to heal yourself, to develop into a better version of you, right? To get those things kind of off your plate so that um, you don't have to constantly avoid this kind of thing, avoid healthy relationships, avoid success. Um, again, because it starts on a subconscious level. There's one other one that you might be familiar with, um, which I didn't address before, but I def definitely wanna touch on is imposter syndrome, where you just have these beliefs that come up that are it's sort of like the angel and devil on your shoulder, right? It's like 
the angel's like, you can do it. And the devil's like, yeah, right. You're terrible. You'll never succeed or you can't do this or that. Right. And that's similar to what imposter syndrome is, is these like kind of negative limiting beliefs that keep coming in and saying like, who do you think you are? And like, why do you think you deserve that? And what, what, you know, what, what the heck are you doing that you feel like you can do that? So imposter syndrome, again, is that can also come up as a um, form of self-sabotage. So I have experienced that one as well. If you are doing something new, if you are trying to level up, if you are getting into better relationships, right, that imposter syndrome can start to rear its ugly head, but you've just got to pay attention to it so you can quiet that voice. And that voice comes from the subconscious mind. Now, all of this stuff, right, these limiting beliefs that are rooted in the subconscious mind contribute to all different forms of self-sabotage. So that's why it's so important that when we're working in, you know, self-development, self-discovery, healing of any form, that you really have to figure out what's going on at a subconscious level, right? So we're specifically talking about self-sabotage today, but this this goes for everything, right? I just specifically try to cover different topics that I know you probably are struggling with. And this is a big one, right? For a lot of people is self-sabotage. So let's talk a little bit about something like a protective shell, right? That keeps you safe, but maybe hinders your growth, right? So self-sabotage is like this cocoon, right? It's very comfortable, it's protecting you, but it also is preventing you from spreading your wings like a butterfly coming out of the cocoon or, you know, flying away, reaching new heights, achieving your dreams, right? So this, let's call it a comfort cocoon, right? Is actually keeping you from being a better you, from being the best version of you that you can, even though it's really comfortable to be in that tight wrapped up cocoon. And self-sabotage is just like that protective shell, that protective cocoon that's keeping you feeling safe, right? But if we stay in that protective comfort shell, we can never, ever fly. We can never grow. We can never be the best version of us that we were designed and that we were intended to be. Now, is it probably really scary to come out of that comfort shell? Absolutely it is, right? You know, but no change happens when we stay in our comfort zone. We have to experience a little discomfort, right? It doesn't have to be anything major. You can start small, little baby steps out of your comfort zone. That is how we grow. That is how we become better. That is how we increase our happiness and our joy and develop better relationships and become stronger and more confident. Not by staying in that comfort shell, not by being in that little cocoon space. So it's going to take some bravery, of course. It's going to take some, you know, intention. It's going to take some commitment to do that. But if you want that bad enough, and if you're sitting here saying, yes, I do, I want to be better. I just don't know how, or I just don't 
think I can or I just don't have it in me. Well, I'm telling you, you do have it in you. You just don't know where it is yet, right? There's elements that are part of how you were designed to be as a human being walking this planet. And there are things that are in the way of that. There are subconscious blocks and there are habits and behaviors that just need to be reprogrammed. And then you can move that stuff out of the way so that you can be that butterfly and come out of that cocoon and you know experience so many more wonderful things than if you're just stuck inside of your little protective bubble. Now I wanna remind you that the brain is really trying to create a safety zone for you, right? So being in that protective bubble, that cocoon or whatever you wanna call it, right? Is you clinging to beliefs that keep you safe, okay? So I've talked about this on previous podcast episodes about how from the time that you're born to about eight or nine years old, you are being programmed. Your subconscious mind is like a sponge. It is being inundated by external factors, by the caregivers that have raised you, by your teachers, by friends, experiences and traumas. All of these things are influencing you and creating parts of your personality. They're also covering up parts of who you are meant to be. And so all of these things are influencing you on such a deep level. And then you carry that with you into adulthood. But what happens during this time is that you are adopting belief systems. You believe things that help keep you safe. So let's just use the example, I'm not worthy, or I'm not capable, or I don't deserve success, or I don't deserve to be loved, right? These kinds of limiting subconscious beliefs, beliefs that you maybe are not even fully aware of, and there's probably a lot more than just those few, right? Those, what happens is those are solidified in your brain on neuro pathways, on actual parts of your brain that are repeating themselves over and over again, right? This is brain science. This is how the brain is wired. So these beliefs are on their own little neural pathways in your brain. And what happens is that your brain is creating a way for you to feel safe through this. So if you're holding on to these kinds of beliefs, and then let's say, you are in a relationship or you meet someone who is really, really healthy and is loving and is not abusive and is good for you. And cognitively and consciously, you are aware of that. But your brain on a subconscious level believes that you're not worthy of love or believes that you don't deserve to be uh, healthy and happy, right? then what's going to happen is your brain steps up and says, we need to sabotage this because this doesn't feel safe. It actually feels safer to your brain because you've been believing for so long that you're not worthy and that you don't deserve it. So that actually is you staying in your little comfort bubble or your little comfort cocoon, right? Staying in there and holding on and clinging to these limiting beliefs actually is this perception of safety, even though it's not really safe at all. So the brain is extremely complex, but when you understand how it works, then you can make it work for you instead of against you, which is really magical because 
you're the one in control, right? You might think, oh, I don't have any control of how I feel or like, I, I don't even realize that I'm doing these things. Yes, but that's what I'm here for. And that's how I'm helping you so that you can see these things and so you can be aware of it. You can take inventory and then you can start to make changes one at a time, right? So how do we do this? How do we make these changes? Number one is you have to identify what these things are, right? Pay attention to, like I said, what are the, what are the um, chronic behaviors of self-tabotage that you might have? What are the things that are showing up consistently for you? And, you know, acknowledge where the limiting beliefs are that are creating the self-sabotaging behavior. Or do you believe that you deserve love? Like on a deep subconscious level, not just like, oh yeah, everyone deserves love. I know I deserve it, right? No. What if in your subconscious mind, you are believing things like, I can't do anything right and no one will ever love me and I have never been chosen so I'll never be chosen now and this is too good to be true, right? If you have those kinds of deep subconscious limiting beliefs, yes, then the, the trauma adaptation is gonna rear its ugly head and it's gonna try to keep you safe and it's gonna sabotage all of that. It's gonna find a way, right? Because it wants to be right. And if you tell it you don't deserve it, it's gonna do everything it possibly can to prove that what you've told it is actually correct, is the right thing, right? When it isn't, and it's actually sabotaging you and destroying your chances of being happy, of being healthy, of being better, of having better relationships or more success in your life or your business or whatever, right? So the next thing is to then figure out, after you figure out what those things are, is to challenge and reframe those thoughts and those beliefs by replacing them with proof and evidence that the other things could be just as true, right? So if you believe I'm not capable of being in a healthy relationship, right? You've got to go back and look at other times in your life that you've been capable of being in a healthy relationship. And if you're like, I never have. Okay, you know what? Let's look at when you worked at such and such location 10 years ago. What about a relationship with your neighbor? What about a relationship with your boss? What about a relationship with your childhood friend, right? Your brain just needs to see something. It doesn't have to be, well, I've always had terrible romantic relationships my whole life. So I don't have an example. Mm -mm. Your brain just needs to see some example of how you were capable of being in a healthy relationship with someone. Did you ever have a really good girlfriend um, or you know, someone in your life that you had a strong relationship with? Maybe your mom or you know, your sister or something like that, right? Your brain just needs to see some proof. But what happens often for us is that we keep trying to prove what we've been believing for so long, right? So we keep trying to prove that I'm not capable. So we keep looking at that evidence instead. This is the challenging part of this work is to challenge those negative beliefs and then replace them with the proof and evidence that actually proves the opposite. The other thing here is to really, and I've said this before, be compassionate to yourself, right? Because if you are so overly critical of yourself, how are you truly going to heal, right? If you went to, let's say, a support group and you walked in the door and everybody was like criticizing you, 
do you feel supported? No. You're like, why did I come here? I don't want to be here. Like, this isn't what I signed up for. You have to do that for yourself. So catch yourself. When you, when you hear yourself criticizing and being mean to yourself and saying nasty things to yourself, right? Ask yourself, is this me being actually kind and compassionate to myself? Am I giving myself any grace here? That's going to be really important, right? And this is going to actually help you grow more. You're going to grow more. Like it's like a plant, right? If you give the plant good soil and sunlight and a breeze and water and fertilizer and you take care of it and you pull the weeds, it's going to flourish. But if you put that plant in, you know, not good soil that's kind of like mucked up with clay and sand and it's just not really ideal for that. You keep it in the dark. You don't really water it except for every now and then, right? It's Of course, it's not going to grow. And it's the same thing with you. You have to treat yourself the way you would treat anything that you want to grow, right? If you want it to grow, you've got to take care of it. You've got to be kind to it. You've got to be loving it. You've got to do all the wonderful things to it to help it grow. And a lot of times we forget that when we're trying to grow ourselves. The other thing is really look back at your personal victories. A lot of times I feel like, especially, you know, people who are on a journey of self-discovery, of healing, whatever, we forget to look back, you know, because everybody's always like, oh, you know, be in the present moment and look forward at your goals. And yes, you need to do those things. But you also need to look back at where you've been and what you did and what you accomplished because everybody has been somewhere before that they are not today, right? And that place that they were helped them get to where they are now. So you can't just forget about all that stuff, right? You are deserving of amazing things in your life. You are deserving of love. You are deserving of success and wealth and abundance and love and all these amazing things, right? It's so weird saying this to you because I remember years ago, I, this, these kinds of words would never have come out of my mouth years ago before I started doing this work. I couldn't even verbalize this stuff. And now I'm almost in tears telling you because it feels so good to explain to you how much I know that you have this light inside of you that I just want to help you set on fire, right? Because everybody deserves this. So, you know, looking back at the victories, looking back at the successes that you've had, looking back at all the things, like what, think about when you were a baby, you didn't know how to walk when you were a baby, but you learned, you learned how to lift your head. You learned how to roll over. You learned how to pull yourself up on your knees and to finally crawl and then pull yourself up on the couch and walk, right? And these are things that, you know, I know this is an analogy from like a baby, but you've done these things too. There's plenty of things that you can look back five years ago and be like, wow, I'm a different person now. I have changed a lot. I have done a lot for myself. So you got to look for the victories. You got to look and celebrate them because what that does is it helps you build confidence so that you can do more of it. You can be like, oh, wait, yeah, look at all the stuff that I've done before. I can do it. I can do it again or I can do more or I can be better even 
better than I am now. And that's the goal, right? Is to be a better you, to level up. Another thing that you can do here, um, of course, because we're talking about self-sabotage and like I really want to help you move beyond this if you're having this issue is to get support, right? I can support you as a coach. You can get support from a mentor. You can get support in a community. You know, there's lots and lots of different ways that you can get support, right? If you notice this behavior in yourself, maybe tell somebody, right? Hey, you know, I actually was thinking about this and like, I really, especially let's use the relationship as an example. You meet somebody, you really like them, you think that they're a good person, but you find yourself sort of sabotaging getting into fights with the person, maybe you're doing behaviors that you know the person doesn't like on purpose on a subconscious level because you think it'll cause them to break up with you because you don't feel like you deserve the relationship. Let them know, right? Like, hey, I feel like maybe I'm having some self-sabotaging behaviors coming up here and I'm trying to work on it and I'm trying to help myself so that I don't do that, right? So think about the ways that this could show up for you and how it does show up for you, and then take action. Get support from somebody who can help you. Now, just as a recap, self-sabotage, again, is one of these things that we do to avoid feeling bad about ourselves, to avoid feeling like a failure, to avoid the fear of success or what that might mean, right? But it's also just in simpler terms, a trauma adaptation. All that means is if you've experienced something in your past that created some level of trauma for you that you have used self-sabotage to cope with it, right? That's it. Self-sabotage is a coping mechanism. It's a trauma adaptation. It's a strategy that you've developed to help you feel safe. The problem is it's sabotaging you. It's keeping you from spreading your wings and flying, it's keeping you from being the best version of you that you can. And so, you know, just knowing this and being aware of this is very helpful because it's a starting point to be able to launch into the future that you really wanna create for yourself and maybe even for the people who you love. So the other thing is that it comes from the subconscious mind. I'm always going to talk about this because it is so, so critical. The subconscious mind is running 95% of the show. So we need to be working in the subconscious mind. If we're not working in the subconscious mind, we are using the willpower method, which everybody knows how that works, right? So knowing what you believe about yourself or what you believe about relationships or what you believe about people or the world at large or whatever that might be, what is happening in your belief system that is creating self-sabotage when there's fear of getting what doesn't align with what you truly believe? That's the point here, right? Once you figure that out, then you can begin to start challenging those perceptions. That is what will start to shift the neuropathways in your brain and create new automatics for you so that you don't have self-sabotaging behaviors anymore. Without self-sabotaging behaviors, you become a better version of you and you create the life that you want, the life that you've always dreamed of. Maybe even the life that you might be afraid of getting, 
right? You won't have that anymore. That fear goes away. The self-sabotage goes away. And then you make room for all the things that you really want and all the things that you really do deserve. And don't forget to give yourself a lot of compassion and a lot of grace. That is going to help create growth. That is going to help you be the best that you can be, right? Because if you don't give yourself the compassion, the love, and the grace that you deserve, then you're really limiting yourself and your abilities to develop and to become the best version of you that you can be. Now, if you want to work with me in my one-on-one coaching program, I completely and specifically design and tailor the coaching that each individual person does on a very detailed way, right? Like you're not getting what everyone else is getting. You're getting a personally designed program for you because you're not the same as everybody else. Everyone else has different traumas. Everyone else has different experiences and different belief systems. And, you know, I want each person who works with me to experience their own personally tailored coaching because that's the only way that you're going to be able to grow into who you're meant to be right because if I did it kind of a one-size-fits-all that's not going to really work and I don't like to do that for myself and I don't think anybody really can flourish if they're trying to align with everyone else's you know perceived idea of what they should do to heal or to grow so if you want to work with me in my one-on-one program you can go on my website and you can fill out an application. And in that application, the reason I do that is because I wanna make sure that the people who I work with are a good fit for me and that I am a good fit for them. I don't just take anybody on in my coaching program. So if you're interested in working with me in my one-on-one coaching program where we will specifically design and create the vision that you want to achieve for your future, how you want to be feeling, so that we can get rid of all of the things that are keeping you from that. Um, Then go to the link in my show notes at the bottom here and you can fill out the online application. That will give me a good idea as to where you are in your journey and if we would be a good fit to work together. And then you'll receive an email from me within 48 hours of me receiving the application, and then um, we can go from there. And if you'd like to have a chat with me face-to-face on a Zoom call, we can do that just to make sure I answer any of your questions and um, that you feel really good about moving forward on your journey with me. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. As always, you can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook if you have any questions, podcast requests, ideas, or if you generally just want to know a little bit more about the subconscious work that I do, human design, any of the things that I help people with, um, send me a message. I love to hear from you. I love to hear from my listeners. Um, I'm never going to try to sell you on anything in my DMs. Um, If you have questions, I'm just here to answer them for you. So hope you guys have a great day and I will talk to you next week.